Hello. Welcome back. There's a voice there somewhere. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. This is another pre-season preview courtesy of us. We are sending them off. Uh, my name is Sam and joining me as always is my ever-present podcasting partner, Alex. All right. How you doing? Good. Hi. Yeah, we're joined by, uh, what should we call her? They send him off. Send him off, lady. I think you're on a hodgy there. No, no. I was like, okay. We are joined by, well, you know what to do, Sam. A returning guest from Talk of the Tomb podcast. Hodgy, nice to have you back, mate. How's things? How are you doing, How are you doing? Good, yeah. We last spoke to you when the new owners came in. Since then, it's not been too bad to be a Newcastle fan, really. Yeah. It's getting there. It's uh, everyone's it's a, a lot more positive than what it was. So I mean, there's there is that, and there's a lot of money, and there's a lot of goings on. So a lot to talk about, really. To be fair, yeah. Let's uh, let's start then. Obviously, last season. Uh, if you could sum it up in a couple of words, how would you how would you describe it? Um, last season was <laughs> chalk and cheese. Absolute yeah. chalk and cheese. Good one. Good one. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think what was it? Fourteen games without a win uh, at the start of this season, and then kind of built up from there. And I think if if the if the table was done from January, I think we would have finished fourth. I think in total, which is not bad going. It's not bad at all. Not That's bad not at right, all. Yeah. Do you uh, do you think it's going to be different this year? Do you think you'll carry that into this year? Are we going for a top four finish? Uh, I think we'll be dreaming if we get top four. <laughs> um, to be honest, I think uh, top ten would would definitely suit me down to the ground. I think that's building. Uh, but there are some delirious fans out there who think we are going to be challenging for a Champions League spot. I think if, if we get Champions League, I'll probably get a tattoo of both your lads' faces on my back. <laughs> if, uh, yeah. if we get, uh, you, you hear there we go. There we oh, go. I beg. I beg. No, I need. I need Newcastle to come top four. <laughs> I need um, the best part is is nobody knows us. So like you'll yeah, just be up up, two... up in the northeast and people are like, who the hell who's tattooed on your ass? And they'll be like, yeah. just these two boys <laughs> from South Wales. Yeah, look, here they are. <laughs> Perfect. There we are. Amazing. Um, yeah, there we go. So I've got a couple of stats in front of me. Last season, Callum Wilson top scorer with eight. Doesn't seem a lot, but you know, modest amount. Um, is he the guy you're looking to this year, or do you think? Because the, there's there's a distinct lack of a striker being brought in that I'm noticing uh, in the window. You've brought in obviously two defenders. If you count in Matt Target as well, um, who obviously spent last last season on loan, and then Nick Pope, who I think is a really good signing. That was that was a quality signing. Yeah. There, I like Dubravka, and... but that is that is some competition for that for that goalkeeper shirt, which I I like that. I like when you've got two high quality goalkeepers. Mm, I think. Um... Well, we'll start, we'll start with them since we're talking about them. I think Dubravka's a little bit annoyed that he's not fully number one now. So there's been a bit of eruptions about him potentially looking for a move. Or it's probably just his agent just trying to swindle a little bit more money about out of somebody or trying to get his his player a better contract or some sort of thing. But I think Nick Nick Pope is going to be class. And like you say, having two good goalkeepers is, uh, well, I think it's a godsend if you've got someone who is a backup who can come straight in and just be, class and stop those goals going in and, and really showing up at back is is absolutely bang on. On the Callum Wilson point, um, not very many goals you'd say, but he also was uh, injured for a long, long time in the season. I think he, he pretty much didn't play from January until the last three games of the season. So if we can get 
double of that out of him this year, I think would be really good. But we do need to sign a striker quite desperately now. I think that's that is the last kind of uh, infinity stone to our gauntlet. I think is what it's going to be. <laughs> nice, great reference. Um, yeah, bring it, bring it, uh, bring the the modern references in now. Uh, so, but yeah, it's 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 hard to say what's going to happen because I mean, Chris Wood is is still a decentish player, just hasn't found his feet yet. But I would like to see him more as a backup and more of our cup run striker. Um, so we definitely need to bring someone in just as good as or better than um, Wilson, in my opinion. Like any any names hmm. in mind? Yeah, I was going to ask that. Uh, I was interested in that Skamaka, but apparently he's going to West Ham. Mm. Uh, he would have been quite good. Um, Belotti apparently is on a free transfer. Um, yeah. I think that would be a bit of a steal as well. Uh, and apparently we've been linked with Memphis Depay from 17 million, I think, Ooh. for him apparently, which is a steal. But he's not really an out-and-out striker, I would say. He's probably more of a, a right or left winger. Um, That's quite yeah, a left field. Yeah, I would, I would say he's, he's definitely not like an out-and-out, so... But another one that would come in on a cheap, probably want a lot of money in a contract, but at the same time, if you're paying him, paying not too much from him, you can afford that kind of wiggle room with that. But yeah, Belotti would be a good shout, I think. I, I would I would definitely think so. I think we were talking about Joe Rogan last time potentially being a good signer for us. So yeah. it's, definitely, uh, yeah. it's, changed, it's changed pace now, isn't it? <laughs> just a bit, just a bit. I mean, Botman's come in and he looks, he looks quality. He looks like he's, mm-hmm. I, I think he's going to be one of these players that just settles in really well to the Premier League. And um, well, I was I was going to say a couple of years, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a massive move. But I, I suppose Newcastle is a massive move these it days. There's a big money yeah. involved. So, um, and and where they want to take it in a couple of years, by the time he's up for a big move, Newcastle might be in that area. You never know if it goes the way, um, well, the way you expect yeah. it. We'll we'll see we'll see how that goes. I mean. I'm a little bit apprehensive. Uh, I just think there's going to be a lot riding on these boys' shoulders now. There's going to be a lot of pressure from the press. Other uh, kind of other fans and our own fans eventually are going to start. If things don't really work out straight away, I think some people will turn. I mean, they've just got to trust in the process. I think they're really thought out in their process and they're basically trying to copy a bit of what Man City has done. They've pre- pretty much set the, the blueprint for what to do when you take over a club with some severe coin. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. But I think Sven Botman is, looks like he's going to be an absolute quality player. And hopefully we are the big move in the, in the future. I'd like to see, I'd, I'd hope, hopefully see that in my lifetime. Please, God, if I can see Newcastle win a trophy or something, would be fantastic. Um, but it's, it, like I say, it's what what happens next, who, who, who knows. But if we start signing and keep signing players like Sven Botman, I think we're, we're definitely under a winner, I would have thought anyway. Yeah. Mm. How important is Bruno? Massively. Yeah. He's you can you can see he's different quality, he's different class. He thinks three steps ahead of, of anyone in our team. Um he's just got a good good he's not the quickest, but he's got good touch, he's good good self-awareness, and he's clever enough to get him out of get himself out of a sticky situation. So I'm looking for him to to really rally this year and and be our star star superstar by, by the end of the season I hope he gets all the accolades that should be coming his way because he like I say he is absolutely top quality hopefully we can keep our kind of trajectory going and he doesn't look as if he wants to leave and go anywhere because that would be a real shame and if he went to somewhere else in the Premier League I'd just be completely gutted because I know he'll just do us over <laughs> by being mm-hmm. the player that he is 
You mentioned Tristanson, mate. Oh, go on, go on, sorry. No, no, I was going to say, are there any other key players like you'd sort of put in his bracket as well that you'd be pretty gutted to let go last um, month? I would say, yeah, probably Callum Wilson. I think I think his quality, I think he's coming come to us more of it in the, in the later stages of career, but I, th- I still think he's pretty dangerous. Like, he can create something out of pretty much nothing. It's just a shame that he's made out of tic-tac shells, to be fair. Like, it's just... <laughs> been unfortunate for him in that situation that things have happened. Joe Linton's been an absolute godsend since he got put in the midfield uh, and he's been class and people have been sniffing about but he's pretty he's pretty settled up here at the minute which is nice and he's got his Brazilian centre centre mid partner there in Bruno so I think he's probably quite happy so I wouldn't see anyone leaving as such at the minute. I don't think there's, there's enough pressure on anyone to be leaving like that. Um, whether or not we get good money offer for say someone like ASM someone might come in late doors and offer 35 40 million and I think it's something that we'd probably look to take if we could then reuse that in January I think yeah that, that's the I thing with Sam Maximan I I'm torn with him like obviously I don't watch Newcastle week in week out and he's an important player I mean, think he had more assists than anybody last year but for me he's a little bit hit and miss whenever I watched him and mm. he doesn't strike me as the key guy. And I think for 35 and 40 million, if you say, like you said, you know, I think you can get better players for that. And I think mm. they'll know, I don't know that. About key. I feel like he's that, he's like the superstar kind of thing. Like he won't always have to turn up and perform, but when he does, you know, it, it always matters when he seems to. But oh, he's box office when he wants to be, isn't he? Exactly, yeah, exactly. 100%. But yeah, I don't know. I think what we need is consistency right now though and mm. yes on his on his day he can literally turn anyone inside out but it it like you say it comes in drips and drabs his defensive work rate is pretty damn poor he sulks loads if he gets knocked off the ball his confidence just absolutely just blows up so it's 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 a catch 22 because yes he's exciting and he, it was good when we had him because he he was the number one person under Bruce because he basically was the only outlet for excitement uh, there was no one else and there was definitely nothing coming going to come from Bruce that was going to give us any excitement apart from him actually leaving which was great um, <laughs> but it, like just to say consistency I think especially on like what we've got in and out and Pope very consistent Botman very consistent Gamara is very consistent even Joe Linton being very consistent even getting Matty Target I think is a really good signing because he is Mr. Consistency at left back and to have someone that further up the field where those kind of players make the difference at the end of the season, both winning games and scoring goals and making sure that it happens on a regular basis, just not our score three one week, but then play horrific for the next six games. Like, it, yeah, yeah to, that's what we need in the run. Yeah. How, so. How's the mood amongst Newcastle fans? Is it is it a bit strange feeling this positive going into a season? Um, yeah, it's something that we just don't, have or haven't had since probably the late 90s early 2000s um i think honestly i still think i'm going to wake up and it's all going to be a dream and that we're still owned by mike ashley and it's still <laughs> still gray and drab but um it's yeah it i don't know what to think of it i think we've got forest and then brighton first two games and then i think we get man city in the third game if we can take two Two victories going into Man City, I think we could be feel very confident to try and take a point. But 
Brighton are our boogie team and Forest have just come into the Premier League, so they're going to be absolutely up for it. So it's there's there's no easy start to a season. Um, I'd like to see how we're doing after about five or six, and I'll be able to give you a good kind of feeling on what we're going to do. But if we can continue our form from last season, then the world's our oyster, really. Yeah. Hopefully not enough to get my your faces on my on my arse, <laughs> <Yeah>. but we'll... <laughs> not yeah, good. We'll hold you to that, mind. Yeah. <laughs> Um, have you got any other tattoos? Just quickly, have you got any? No. Oh, the first one. <laughs> the first one. Please. Beautiful. <laughs> Lovely. Um, so where, where's your sort of... So if you can give us a realistic expectation of where... Um, actually, we'll save that for now. Where would you be happy yeah. with? Where would you um, be happy with? In He's going to say fifth, uh, isn't he? Ninth or tenth. I would be, fair. I'd be, I'd be pretty happy with that. I don't really want a cup run, to be honest. I'm not. I'm not bothered. I don't think there's much you can get out of it apart from going all the way in the FA Cup to get some sort of Europa space. Uh, that's not our priority right now. Our priority is building and climbing up that ladder. Whether it takes eight years to get there or it takes two years to get there or twenty years, it, mm. it's it's all focus about building and pushing up that table. So yeah, ninth. I'd say ninth if I'm going to go for a, a solid position. Ninth. Uh, I would be delighted with anything more than that. I think I yeah I agree. It I think other right, than yeah. other than like Klopp and Guardiola, I think Eddie Howe has one of the most secure jobs in the league this season. Just because I think everybody recognizes this this is transition still. I know mm. he's had a window or two now with you know but he's had a summer window with the the back in, but this yeah. is going to be you know from where they were to where they want to be. I'm very that, interested. That's not a two-year, you know, process. I'm very interested to see what position you'll be in at the end of this season. Mm. The most, I think, I'm the most interested to see where Newcastle are going to go over the course of this season out of everyone. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it's it's going to be hard for us this season because Leicester aren't going to be as crap as they were last year. Okay, I, I can put money on that. West Ham have made some nice signings. Uh, I mean, there's there's a couple of a couple of other teams in there that could definitely turn up and and come come from out of nowhere, like Brighton last season, like they were absolutely class, and I think they'll probably do really well again uh, under Graham Potter. So there's that that area of the table is getting very compact. Yeah. I think this is going to be a this this Premier League season. I'm really excited to see just as a football fan because I think it's going to be very very competitive. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be very tight again, at kind of the top end and the bottom end, but the, even the middle is just going to be so compact with play, with teams just vying for that top 10, top nine, even just scraping into some sort of uh, Europa as well. So it's it's going to be an absolute cracker of a season, I think. Yeah, definitely. I, it's it's lovely to watch this one from the second tier as a fan. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it really is, actually. Really nice to watch this in the second tier. And as a podcast, that's really, really exciting going into this season. Um, just because, as you said, like we did our we did our predictions, like our, we did our table just before we came on. Um, mm. And we're going to post it, but I'll, I'll leak the one. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. we, we, had, we had Newcastle at eighth. We think, yeah. we think yeah. you're in for a really good season. And I think potentially, you know, depending on what happens, because I think West Ham are really going to be up for the Conference League, which then that's a ticket to Europa League, isn't it? I really think City and Liverpool might be challenging for the Champions League, which means there's an extra... No, there's not an extra spot there, is there? But, you know, I think... Well, I think Arsenal... I think it's... Who's in the Europa League this year? Um, 
they're not winning it. Yeah. Never mind. But I think that could, you know, you know, with the extra European spaces when people win cups, yeah, could well bump you up to a little conference spot. Well, I mean, any any kind of foreign football next year, I think would be good. Uh, but uh, yeah, honestly, like it's, I keep having like uh, confidence spikes and then complete depression dips of just thinking <laughs> of how the season is going to go. Like it's, it's it's a mad mad situation to be in. It's it's something that we've never had, like I say, we've never had kind of before, and we'll see how it how it all pans out. This is what um, must must be like being an Arsenal fan constantly. I would think. <laughs> they're already up and down, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, I the think thing is though, I think with, with Newcastle, it's just not a priority this year, which I think they're gonna means they're gonna play with a lot more freedom and they are just gonna be all right with just finishing in that top ten. As you know, they they were eleventh last year, so anywhere in that top ten is progress mm-hmm. and it's positive. So I think you know, I think Arsenal, United, I think Arsenal finished fairly comfortably top four or five, but mm-hmm. United and West Ham, I think I th- their fans now expect it. Well, yeah. of course United do, but West Ham fans sort of expect it. There's an expectation. There's no expectation on Newcastle, really. Like, I think that'll come into your hands a bit. I think it's going to play quite well into Newcastle's hands because you, you're not expecting it. You'll play with that freedom, like Sam said, and I think you will surprise. I, I would not be at all surprised to see Newcastle finish above United. We've tipped Newcastle to finish just below United, but if, yeah. if it happened, I would it w- not be... I wouldn't be amazed, no. no yeah. Me neither. But we'll sure. see. Um, where are we? I can't remember what we've asked them all. Um, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> go on. Uh, we said earlier on about the uh, key players who you mentioned, like, you know, Arsene Maximum, blah, blah, whoever it was. Uh, are there any players in that Newcastle team that you think... Uh, won't get the plaudits that they deserve. So, like any like underrated players or players that will slip under the radar. Uh, good question. Um, <laughs> players that will slip under the radar. I think someone like Matt Target, like I say, Mister Consistent, but never mm. really gets the praise for it as such. I mean, he he does to a certain extent. I mean, compared to what we've had previously, he definitely gets. He'll definitely get it. I think. Fabian Shaw as well. Every now and again, he pulls a performance out of nowhere, and he just looks like a different class of footballer sometimes. But sometimes makes one key error. So it it could be anyone really in the back. Um, towards the end of the season last season, we were keeping a lot of kind of clean sheets and not really conceding um, many goals. And I think people were a bit shocked at how, how good we could defend uh, come, like with, with Eddie Howe's tactics and stuff. So I, I honestly could say anyone kind of at the back, like even Dubravka, I think some of the saves that he makes, makes it look, makes the game look very easy um, at some points. I think, I think Dubravka and Nick Pope will be unsung heroes um, this season. I think they're two very, very solid keepers. And when you've got, like I said earlier, if you've got one backing up the other, I don't think you can go wrong at all. Even if you want to just use a cup run or a normal rotation, that's that's a, a very solid thing to have, and not a lot of teams have that. No, definitely. Yeah. Dan Byrne struck me last uh, last year as the, the yeah. unsung hero. I always find it's the short back and sides footballers, as I call them. <laughs> you know, pro- <laughs> like, even Matt socks. Target, he is a bit, you know, like he, do, he, he does a lot of the unseen work, but, you know, he's not going to set the world alight, but you need those players, and yeah. I I really like Matt Target. I'm surprised. Like I I didn't understand Villa letting him go and bringing in Luca Digne. 
personally, I don't think there's that much difference. I think from set plays, obviously, Dinya is dangerous, but I think Matt, Matt Target's a solid, solid left back. And mm. you know, he might be one who might have one eye on Qatar as well, you know, with because uh, yeah. Luke Shaw's not playing much for United or when he might. Well, it doesn't look like he will be because that Malassia's come in. So mm. Maybe, maybe a little England call up for Matt Target. Yeah, I, I hope so. That'd be good to have another England international um, in the side. That'd be a right back and a left back if that happens. With, uh, if if Trips gets back in the uh, the full squad for Qatar as well. But another yeah. another unthing here actually would be Ryan Fraser. Actually, he turned it on under how um, obviously a previous relationship there. Um, but he was he was class. I mean, he was nowhere really to seen um, early on in his Newcastle career. I mean, actually, his, his debut game he got sent off. Got two yellow cards in the space of about four minutes. Um, and everyone was saying you need to do something really special to get back in the good books. And by the end of the season, everyone was singing this plaudit to left, right, and centre. How quick they can change. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's a metaphor for Newcastle season, to be fair. Really. Um, <laughs> well, there we are. I think um, we've mainly covered everything, really. I think by So I just want Hodgie a, uh, a prediction. If you want to put your neck on the line, you've already done it with a tattoo bet. But yeah. if you can do it again, and give a us, number. Give us a definitive number of where Newcastle United are going to finish this season. Oh, I'll, uh, I think I'll back your eighth position. Actually, you've you've okay. twisted me on. I think Fair I think enough. it could, could definitely be obtainable. I don't think any higher. I think the league is going to be very tough this season, but that would be a, a stellar outcome for us to finish top eight. There we are, eighth, eighth. That is the official verdict. Seal of approval. Seal of approval. It's been, yeah. (laughs) uh, it's always a pleasure chatting you, mate. Thank you for joining us again. Um, Do you want to take a couple of moments just to tell people where they can listen, where they can find you on social media? Yeah, so uh, any kind of normal platform, Spotify, um, Acast, Apple Podcast, just search for Talk of the Tune, uh, or if you type in T-O-T-T, you might get it as well. Uh, Instagram, T-O-T-T underscore podcast. Um, type in Talk of the Tune on Twitter and you can find us on there and on Facebook as well. Just do the same. Um, yeah, if you know a Mad Newcastle fan, point them our way and I'm sure we can put a smile on their face, I'm sure. Sorted. There we are. Well, thank you for joining us. Best of luck for the season, mate. And uh, I'm sure we'll speak to you soon. Thank Cheers, you. guys. Thank you very much. Have so, a good uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll, uh, we'll catch you soon with another Premier League preview. Which next. one? Which one it'll be? It's a mystery. It's a, it's mystery. a mystery. It us. always is. Well, we'll catch you soon. Ta-da. Take care.